This is an encore presentation of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio with updates. Enjoy the show again. Oh, yeah, no, they're caught 
third CD that was Slew High from Winnipeg and Oipoyiho Nashivan. There went our Johnny. Vitayu Vasiv Sikh Dorihi Radio Suhachi, Naradio Peridachu Nash Holos, Radio Krinskoho Kurinya, Zvami Pelvina Makwari Diaku Shurishala Peributizimnoyu Nastupnu Hedenu. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. I'm your host, Paula Demchak Makwari, Pokadinske Pavlina, and I'm delighted to have you with me. We've got a great program lined up for you from the Nash Holos Audio Vault Ukrainian Food Flare and a very seasonal recipe. And a seasonal folktale, given that this is Thanksgiving weekend in Canada. We have Saskatchewan storyteller Linda Mikolayenko from her series Beyond the Blue Mirror and the story of the Magic Pumpkins. We've also got our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next, a Ukrainian group by the name of Dzvone. And a song that was uh, quite popular, oh, going back a couple decades now, is called Smereka which translates as spruce tree, but it's really a song about a girl. Oh, 
Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada, which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit ShochenkoFoundation.com. Ukraine is under deadly attack, and Ukraine War Amps is asking for your help with a tax-deductible donation today. Funds are desperately needed by Ukrainian defenders for bulletproof jackets, helmets, walkie-talkies, food, water and gas, and by civilians, including children, for food, water and medications and, when possible, escape to safety. Please donate today to Ukraine War Amps via PayPal, e-transfer to ukrainewaramps at gmail.com or visit ukrainewaramps.ca. And from Edmonton, Alberta, that was the Euphoria Band with a traditional Ukrainian folk song, Unharness the Horses Boys. Up next, a song called Dimi by Yasinev from somewhere in Canada long, long ago. Here they are now, Yasinev with Dimi. Na 
Next, from the Nasholos Audio Archives, Ukrainian Food Flare. Hello! Here's a unique Ukrainian pumpkin recipe that will be a great hit whenever you make it. It not only looks great, but the flavor is out of this world. The pumpkin, called harbuz in Ukrainian, also known as pie or field pumpkin, cousin to melons, cucumbers, and squash, grows on a low trailing vine. The plant's flowers are large, beautiful, and a creamy white to deep yellow, and they are edible as well. Technically, it is a berry which we use as a vegetable. Generally, the smaller the pumpkin, the better the flavor. The seeds, husked, and roasted are delicately nutty, and pumpkin seed oil is a robustly flavored oil. If you love pumpkin as much as I do, then you'll love this recipe. So get your pans ready for Ukrainian pumpkin rice pudding. You'll need the following ingredients. Two cups milk, one cup long grain rice, two teaspoons salt, two tablespoons butter, two cups pumpkin puree, fresh or canned, three tablespoons sugar, one cup seedless raisins, one well-formed pumpkin with preferably a stem, 
1 cup chopped blanched almonds, quarter teaspoon almond extract, and this is what you do. Heat milk in a heavy pot, add the rice and salt, and bring to a boil. Reduce the heat, cover, and cook 15 minutes. Melt the butter in a skillet, add the pumpkin and sugar. Plump raisins in hot water and then drain. Add raisins, chopped almonds, and almond extract to the cooked rice. Cut the top of the pumpkin to make a lid. Remove the seeds and membrane. Butter the inside generously. Fill with half of the rice mixture, then a layer of the pumpkin puree, then lastly the rest of the rice mixture. Dot with butter. Bake in a 350 degree oven on a greased heavy baking pan or a cookie sheet for about an hour or until warmed through. Spoon out filling to serve. This is great with roast meats, game, or as a dessert. Try it. It's Ukrainian. This has been Ukrainian Food Flare from the Nasholos Audio Archives.
one from Toronto that was Dunai with a traditional Ukrainian folk song done in their inimitable style. And that was Zadunayim, Beyond the Danube. Coming up next, from Montreal, a singer that came to fame on the Canadian pop scene, actually I think the international pop scene, back in the uh, 1980s. And uh, before that, she was quite well known in the Ukrainian music scene. Her name is Luba. Here she is now with a song from that time, Jitomate. Ти живеш, я прийшов, а ти жива, під 
pitmanula, pitvela, tešmen, pitmanula, tešmen, pitvela, tešmen, molo doho zuma zrozmus vela. Welcome to Beyond the Blue Mirror, a series of programs that celebrates the rich Ukrainian oral tradition. Each program features a folktale or legend, as well as a related real-life story, enhanced with traditional and contemporary music. My name is Linda Mikolayenko. Thank you for joining me. Magic Pumpkins. Once there were two brothers who grew up in a very poor family. And when the time came for them to marry, Yura, the older brother, married a woman who was very rich. And I think he only married her because she was rich. But Mikhailo, the younger brother, well, he married a poor orphan girl whom he loved very much. But luck ran against Mikhailo. He only had his two bare hands to work with, and he did not prosper very well. Now before they were married, Yuda and Mikhailo were the best of friends. But after they married, their ways parted, and they quarreled, and one day, after a particularly heated argument, Yuda angrily looked at his brother and said, I don't want you ever to set foot in my house again. Spring had arrived, and Mikhailo realized that he didn't even have enough seeds to plant a vegetable garden. He thought about the coming winter and became very worried. What will we do, he said to his wife. Perhaps I will have to go and ask my brother Yura for help. Go, said his wife. Perhaps this time he will be kind to you. And so Mikhailo set off to see his brother Yura. And when he arrived, he began to tell him how badly things had turned out for him. But Yura wouldn't even listen to him. He looked at him and he said, Don't you remember what I told you? I told you never to set foot in my house again. So Mikhailo came back home downhearted. Well, said his wife. No, said Mikhailo. He wouldn't even give me a single seed. What are we going to do? Don't worry, his wife tried to comfort him. You just never know how things might turn out. Now Mikhailo's hut was poor. But the swallows came every year, and they built their nests under Mikhailo's roof. And they laid their eggs, and the eggs would hatch, and you could hear the chirping of the little birds. But one day there came a great gust of wind, and it knocked down all the nests, and they came crashing down to the ground, and all the birds were killed, except for one. Mikhailo came and picked it up and saw that its leg was broken, so he brought it into the house and he wrapped a cloth dipped in milk round the leg and he cared for that little bird until the leg had healed and then he set it free. Well, a few days later, that same swallow returned with a pumpkin seed in its beak and it dropped that seed right on Mikhailo's doorstep. Well, Mikhailo's wife was the first one to spot it, and she said, Look, Mikhailo, look what the swallow has brought us. 
Michaela was overjoyed. He picked up that seed and he said, Now we're real farmers. Let's go and plant this seed. And so they planted the little seed, and the seed sprouted, and the shoots began to grow, and the shoots turned into vines, and the vines trailed over the garden, and there were green leaves and golden blossoms, and then the fruit began to appear. One, two, three pumpkins that grew into three of the largest pumpkins that Michaela and his wife had ever seen. When the pumpkins were ripe in the autumn, Michaela said to his wife, Go, go bring in one of the pumpkins and we'll cut it and cook it and have a great feast. But his wife looked at him and said, I could not bring in one of those pumpkins by myself. You'll have to come and help me. And so the two of them went out to the garden and they brought in a pumpkin. They carried it in and they set it down inside their hut. Michaela took out his axe, struck it open, and inside were all kinds of food and drink, enough to last Michaela and his wife for many, many years. Michaela and his wife went back to the garden, and they brought in a second pumpkin, and they carried it in, and they set it down. Michaela took out his axe, but before he could strike it open, it burst open by itself, and inside were the finest clothes, enough to dress an entire village. By now, Michaela and his wife were very curious as to what might be in the third pumpkin. So they went back to the garden, and they carried in the third pumpkin, and they set it down. Michaela took out his axe once more, struck it open, and inside were gold and silver coins, so many there was no counting them. Well, Michaela and his wife were no longer poor, and they didn't have to ask the rich brother for anything ever again. But Judah heard about their great fortune. And he became very jealous, and he wondered how it was that his brother suddenly had become so prosperous. And so one day he said to his wife, Go to Michaela and find out how he became so rich. So Judah's wife went out to see Michaela. Michaela was not home that day, but his wife was there, and she told Judah's wife everything. She told her how they had had no seeds to plant, but how one day the gust of wind had knocked down the swallow's nests and how the little birdies had all been killed except for the one that Michaela had nursed back to health and how that same swallow had come back with a pumpkin seed in its beak that had grown into three magic pumpkins. Yuda's wife returned home. Yura could hardly wait for spring to come again. And in the springtime, the swallows built their nests under Yura's roof as well. And they laid their eggs, and the eggs hatched. And then they could hear the chirping of the little birds. And Yura waited for the wind to come. And he waited. And he waited. But the wind did not come. And he grew more and more impatient until one day he took a long stick and he knocked down all the nests and they came crashing down to the ground and all the little birdies were killed, except for one. Yura saw that its leg was broken, so he picked it up and he brought it into the house and looked after it until the leg had healed and then he let the bird go. A few days later, that swallow returned with a pumpkin seed in its beak and dropped it right on Yura's doorstep. Well, this was exactly what Yura had been waiting for. And so he picked up that seed 
Annie went into the vegetable garden, and he planted the seed, and sure enough, before long that seed sprouted, and the shoots began to grow, and the shoots turned into vines, and the vines trailed over the garden, and there were many, many green leaves, and many golden blossoms, but only one fruit, one pumpkin. Still, Yura was not discouraged. But he was worried that someone might come and try and steal his pumpkin from him, and so he stayed in the garden day and night until it was ripe. And then he and his wife picked up that pumpkin and carried it into their house and set it down. Yuda took out his axe, struck open the pumpkin, and out burst a huge flame, and the house caught on fire and burned down with everything in it. Yuda and his wife were lucky to get out alive, but now they were left with nothing. But Yuda was too proud to go and ask his brother Mikhailo for help, and so he took a sack and put it over his shoulder and set out into the world to beg. But before he could get very far, his brother Mikhailo saw him, and he came to him and he said, A brother should never abandon a brother. Now you have learned your lesson. And Mikhailo and his wife shared their home and their food and their fortune with Yura and his wife. And Yura repented of his selfish ways. And together the brothers lived long and prosperous lives, generous with all that they had, and always remembered to say their prayers of thanksgiving. The lesson of the story of the magic pumpkins is that a brother should never abandon a brother. And there are many real-life examples of brothers helping one another. But how many can claim to saving their brother from a firing squad? I was born in Novi Stilecka, in the Czech Republic Ostap Gelner was 20 years old in 1941, living in a village in Ukraine. His brother, Volodymyr, was two years older than he was and had been conscripted into the Soviet army. World War II found Ukrainians caught between the occupational regimes of both Hitler and Stalin. In opposition to them, an underground movement emerged in 1942 with the ultimate goal of an independent and unified Ukraine the Ukrainian insurgent army, Ukrainska Povstanska Armia, known as UPA. Ostap joined UPA. Over the war years, he never heard any news of Volodymyr and wondered if he was even still alive. When the war ended in 1945 and Ukraine fell under the rule of the Soviet Union, UPA continued its struggle. By this time, Ostap was in Lviv, often making his way to secret meetings to keep informed and receive instructions. It was a dangerous time. One day he was on his bicycle when he was stopped by two Soviet military police officers. 
any young man could be viewed with suspicion, and Ostop found himself with an officer holding him by each arm being led to the police station for questioning. He knew what would await him when they searched him and discovered the gun he was carrying. Each minute they walked down the street, he became more afraid. Suddenly he heard someone call out his name. His brother, Volodymyr, still in Soviet uniform, on duty as a chauffeur, was driving by in a jeep and had recognized him. When Ostap realized it was his brother, they embraced. The officers released Ostap to the higher-ranking Volodymyr, and the two continued their joyful reunion in a restaurant over coffee and beer. After that brief visit, they bid each other farewell. Ostap eventually ended up coming to Canada in 1948. He didn't see Volodymyr again until he visited Ukraine in 1990. But to this day, in his home in Montreal, Ostap is grateful for the miracle of the unexpected meeting that allowed his brother to save him from certain death. Beyond the Blue Mirror is a series of programs that celebrates the rich Ukrainian oral tradition. I would like to acknowledge the support of the Canada Council for the Arts. Je remercie de son soutien le Conseil des Arts du Canada. I would also like to thank Ethnic FM CKER Radio for the Roger Charest Senior Award for Broadcast and Media Arts, administered through the Ukrainian Resource and Development Centre at Grant McEwen College in Edmonton. The folktale in this program is based on The Magic Pumpkins from the collection of Ukrainian folktales translated by Irina Zheleznova, published by Dnipro Publishers, Kyiv, 1981, and also Brotherly Love from Tell Me a Story, adapted by Amy Friedman, distributed by Universal Press Syndicate, 2003. My gratitude to Ostap Gilner for allowing me to share his recollections with you. Introductory music for this series is taken from Dance 5, from the CD Prairie Nights and Peacock Feathers, performed by Paris Takeu, distributed by Olesya Records. This program also features the folk song Des Hodav Rodeni, performed by Canada's National Ukrainian Festival Choir of Dauphin, from their CD A Treasure of Our Songs, and the instrumental arrangement of Family Harmony, from the CD, Jeffrey's Musical Restaurant, Ukrainian Feast, performed by Jeffrey Stefaniuk and Willie Hunchuk. I'm Linda Mikolayenko. You may reach me through my website, lindathestoryteller.ca. Thank you for listening.
that is a contemporary favorite called Chomtene Presho, Why Didn't You Come, performed by a group called Luhanske Kozake, and that was recorded back when Ukraine was not torn apart, and uh, that area of Ukraine was part of a nation of hope. Again, Luhanske Kozake with Chomtene Presho. You've been listening to Nosh Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio, our flagship show in Vancouver, which comes to you Saturdays from 6 to 7 p.m. here on AM 1320 on the radio dial and online at am1320.com. If you miss the live radio transmissions of the show, you can get the podcast later. Just visit our website where you can subscribe to the podcast feed or download the links, and that's www.noshholos.com. There's also a link to our Patreon site there, and I do hope you'll consider following and engaging with me there, as well as supporting the show. Incidentally, you can also support the show at no cost through the Amazon links found at the Nasholus website. Again, that's www.nasholus.com. I always love to hear from you, so please send in your suggestions, dedications, and requests. Your comments are always welcome. And our proverb of the week is, Whatever seed you plant, such also will be your harvest. Well, our time is about up, so to take us to the end of our program, we have the D-Drifters 5 from Winnipeg, I think, again, a long time ago, in a traditional Ukrainian folk song, Oh, How I Love Peter. I'm Pavlina, on behalf of all of us here at Nasholos and AM1320, thanks for listening, and Dobranich! <laughs>
Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.